Hello, good day, good morning. God bless you. I'm so excited to be coming your way again today because this is the second day of the month of January 2021. God bless you. This is Festus Flourish Osemuanhu reaching you courtesy of Marriage Care International. Wherever you're hearing us from around the world, once again, I want to congratulate you for being alive, entering into the new year, and truly God is going to make this year a fruitful one for every one of us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Now, you notice while I was about uh, mentioning 2021, I almost said 2020, and that is how much time just keep moving uh, the lesson to learn from here is i mean whatever we have to do let's understand that life is really very short okay life is vanity all right um 2020 is gone now i mean i'm just trying to even get used to pronouncing 2021 because it's new it's new and before you know it december 31st 2021 has come often the time i tell people once the first day of January is gone and you're you observing or witnessing the second day. The year is also gone. Before you know it, June is here, August is here. They're talking about the end of the year again. It's gone. Hey, friends, this life is really very short. We're getting older and older. And we're getting closer and closer to where we are going to. Please, let's do what is right at all times. And let's get prepared for the coming of the Lord at all time just to set a template and um, prepare what we are going to be sharing about just prepare the ground for it and that's why i've decided to just uh, you know open up and get along this so just so that uh, we can understand the value of life all right i'm going to be beginning a series today hoping that it's going to benefit a lot of marriages and homes out there especially our lovely husbands our lovely husbands please take note of this um this is actually specially dedicated to our husbands our great husbands out there please do well to share this with your husbands and other male friends out there and if you're a man you're a husband hearing the sound of my voice and you are patient enough to listen to this i congratulate you i salute you i salute your courage you're just one of those few men who understand the value of knowledge we're living in a time when men just want to they just don't want to take counsel anymore okay they just don't want to listen okay no matter how you try to twist it they just don't want to listen and I, essentially, I think that's where the problem has been coming from. Bible said in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So once we have found few ones who are willing to learn and listen, honestly, we really do thumb up for them. I'm praying that the Lord God will help them make their marriages the best they can be in the name of Jesus Christ. So once again, I salute you men out there hearing the sound of my voice and who will be willing to go all the way listening to us all through this series all right god bless you this farmer called husband that is the topic we are going to be looking at i've um, done a little bit of publicity ahead of today so please this is really going to be very unique this farmer called husband okay that's what we're going to be looking at now let, let me just quickly show us something from the bible 
and as we return back to the very beginning genesis genesis chapter number two please friends i'm just setting an introductory talk over this okay this is just an introduction so tomorrow we'll start uh, picking it one by one so it's just going to be a general appraisal of what the topic is really going to be all about okay genesis chapter number two i want to read verse number 15 and the lord god took the man and put him into the garden of eden to dress it and to keep it okay why did god do this all right now god brought forth man as a spirit you know god is a spirit and they that worship him was worship him in spirit and in truth so if he made man in his image and likeness it means that man is essentially a spirit now when god brought forth man as a, as a, a seed the man became a living soul please check your bible that chapter 2 um, verse number 7 i was and the lord breath upon my man became a living soul now listen in the realm of the spirit the lord planted a seed the seed became a living soul in verse 7 in other words when man moved from the region of the spirit to the soulish realm he was actually a seed he was planted by god so when he was planted by god in he manifested as a soulish being but this soulish being had two components male and female they were souls all right these male and females were souls they were not physical um, you need to do much more to understand what I'm going to be sharing because it's a little bit deep. The Garden of Eden or the activities that happened in the Garden of Eden wasn't physical. It was a soulish experience. Okay, I tell that again. It wasn't physical. It was a soulish experience. That's why today you, the archaeologists and um, geographers, they have no evidence of where the Garden of Eden was because it was not physical. It happened in the realm of the soul. It was when man fell, man fell into this level, this consciousness we are, that we now can see physical tangibility. This was not the consciousness that God created man into. But this was the level God warned man that he would fall into. It's a topic for another day. So let me try not to delve into that so that we just don't expand it unnecessarily. But the point I'm trying to make is, at the level of creation, man was you know um, a manifestation of what god had sown as seed you know so god is a spirit so he also gave up himself as a seed in the realm of the spirit so in manifestation man became a living soul and that soul is the impact of a seed becoming a fruit all right we can't talk about a seed without a fruit so if you want to be very exact about this you say god planted himself as a spirit okay he planted itself as a spirit and it became a living soul in the form of man so man is actually the fruit of god the fruit of the plantation of the spirit and the life of god now at the level that's what bible says ye are god so we have the same image and likeness we are god we have the nature of god that's the reason why god also had the tree of life in the garden because that life is actually the nature of god so man was actually the fruit of god at that level of consciousness please take note of that at the level of the soulish consciousness now from that level of the soulish consciousness when man gained the physical body he gained it in the form of adam one man but in him we are two components male and female 
So what the universe, the trees, the animals, what the soul, was just one man. A man who was just packaged into a reality, a, a dual reality, but however was manifesting as one singular unit. Now, in this unit, God was trying to make men understand that, look, you are also a seed. I planted you as a seed. I brought you forth as a fruit. So when I see you, I see my fruit. I see, I, I see me in you. All right. Now, you will also have to continue on this same process because the nature of God is love and love can be supreme if it doesn't give, if it doesn't, you know, replicate itself. Okay. Because of the love I have, I planted myself. I practically gave myself to become you. So because you also share in my nature, you also have to plant yourself to become another you. So when I look at you, man, I see myself. So now you also have to look at someone or have someone that when you look at that person, you also have to see yourself in that person. In other words, that person will be as a result of your plantation, being uh, um, the fact that you are the one that brought about that existence. Without me, God, man, you can exist. Now, man, without you, the next tier, the next personality of yourself can exist. And there is that personality. When you have that personality, that person will exist in a certain level of consciousness. Now, that personality will also have to plant herself and also replicate herself. You see, it's a sequence. It's a sequence. From God to man, from man to the woman, eventually from the woman to the child, from the child, you know, gives birth to another child, another child gives the so it's a sequence. It is a it's a linear known um I will put it now. Um, um uh, I'm trying to look for the right word, something that cannot be terminated, all right, because God is forever, He lives forever, and His love lives forever. So they've got to be that network and that connection into eternity. All right. Now, so God was making man to understand that look, you can terminate the appointment of love here. All right. So I planted you, you became a living soul. Now you have to plant yourself to also bring forth. So what God did, now listen now. What God did by placing man in the garden was for him to learn how to plant. Take note of this. Was for him to learn how to be a farmer. Was for him to learn how to give up himself. He had to fraternize with the environment. He had to understand the basic laws of the environment. That was why God didn't make him on the fourth day. He made sure all the laws were already in place, were all running, so that man, through observation, through regular practices, he will be able to understand the nature of God, how be it planting himself to bring birth to another. God, all he needed to do was just to plant man, and man will plant successive generations. Okay, so God wasn't just going to come lay the foundation and then finish the work. Otherwise, you know, the, the, the sequence of love won't be complete. God knew he needed to lay the foundation. But he also knew that whatever will become the completion of the work of God here, we have to be through the responsibility of man. So friends, so when God asked him, placed him in the garden and asked him to dress it and to keep it, he was saying, you are a farmer. 
So you've got to learn when you see the trees, you observe it, you observe the fruits, you observe the animals, you observe a manner of things, you also understand how nature and how much of this sequence that we need to continue here in nature. All right, so after trees, okay, he had been in the garden taking care of trees and all that, and then all of a sudden, from nowhere, God introduced animals to him as part of his job description. Okay, now Adam. You have to now go about naming animals. Now you understand the sequence of trees, but you've got to go and name animals. If you understand the life of animals, you understand the life of trees. This one, both of them came from the earth. Both animals came from the earth. Trees also came from the earth. So if you understand both, you will be able to understand yourself and what you are supposed to do. So God brought all the animals to him and he asked him to name them. And he kept on giving name to everyone. Whatever he called them, so they behave. So God, in anticipation, was expecting him to also understand that when eventually I'm going to bring you to a point where you also become a farmer, you must learn the basic principles of farming. These are some of the things I'm going to be sharing from tomorrow. The lessons, the very reason why God placed him in the garden, the very reason why God, you know, made him to eventually bring forth and of course became women just so that the lessons he has learned will become very useful. The reason why for whatever Adam needed to do, naming the woman was also very, very crucial. And yet Adam did not name the woman. He named the animals, but he did not name the woman. I checked your Bible. Um, Adam did not name his wife until man had fallen. And then of course he called her Eve. I just imagine if he had named her much more earlier. Eve would have gotten you know it would have got into Eve's consciousness that she being the mother of all living actually carries generation or is carrying generations inside of her so what that meant was whatever Eve would do would also you know uh, go beyond the generations uh, that they were in and so she would have been mindful of the future but hey what happened Eve was not named and she was just called the woman check your bible she was just called the woman and uh, all of the activities that happened went on along the line and um, the lessons that man was supposed to learn uh, well he, he i won't say he didn't learn them he actually learned them he made mistakes in some for some he didn't really get them right and that was the essence stay in the garden you will eventually eat the tree of life not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if you eat the tree of knowledge of life unprepared for or without knowing the nature of God it means it can work so you've got to be in the garden study yourself by studying the plants the animals and the wife so eventually when you eat of this tree you will have the full nature of God but hey what what happened it was a very tree God said that man should not eat that was what he ate which of course is the same experience today what we ask people not to do is what they do have you not noticed what, what you tell your children not to do that's what they will do so it's the nature all right now our husbands as well when you tell them don't do this that's what they will do wives oh don't do this that's what they will do again is the nature of man all right so that garden was actually essentially a farming place and i mean there was just only going to be one seed adam could plant and that was himself please take note of this i tell that again in this farming experience in this farming um, geographical location called the garden in Eden there was only one seed that Adam could plant and that seed was himself
Now, how would Adam plant the seed? God had to take him through processes of appreciating the value of giving out himself. Love is about reaching out to others. If you genuinely claim you love, you don't look inward. You look outward. Because love keeps pointing your nature outwardly. It keeps you, you, you keep seeing yourself in someone else. That's what love means. That's why when God planted man, he saw himself in man. And God was saying, okay, if you're going to also plant someone like you, you've got to also be able to see yourself in that person. So love is an outward expression of who you truly are on the inside. But giving that same value to someone else. That's what love is all about. Okay, so now God being the planter of man, um, I mean, whatever man had to do will have to be in solidarity and in submission back to this God. But man had to truly love himself. Friends, take note of this. Planting Adam or Adam planting himself is about bringing forth another one that will be of himself. So when you actually love others, you are loving yourself. God was indirectly saying, I planted you, Adam. And so because I see you, I see me in you, it means that you are me. And so I have to love you because you are me. I don't know if somebody is getting what I'm trying to say. And then God was also trying to make him understand that, look, when you also plant this person, you will be that person. So you have no option than to love that person because that person is you. That's a simple trick or secret that God brought about to Adam. Get to understand this. Love gives out. And truly, you have to love yourself. So that person that, that is going to come out of you is going to be yourself. I mean, the worst thing that anybody can do to himself or herself is not to love himself or herself personally. And so that's why when marriages are not working, you see men that are abusive, beating up their wives, sometimes even killing them, homicide and uh, murder. Or, I mean, we also have it the other way, it's not just about the men, women who can be very notorious, who sometimes even kill their husbands as well. Hey, friends, eventually what they're trying to do is you hate yourself. A man that raises up his hand to beat his wife hates himself. A wife who refuses to accept the husband for who he is and to truly love him also hates herself. So when you do not love your neighbor, who is your neighbor? Your spouse, your wife, your husband, it means you hate yourself. And it is on that basis, I'm going to be talking about why God actually said that adultery, it is only on the basis of adultery that couples can divorce. Because, you know, on the basis of adultery, you hate yourself. When you carry out the act of injustice against your spouse, you hate yourself. Whatever you do to your spouse, you're actually doing it to yourself. You know that's the first law of karma. Whatever you sow is what you reap. Whatever you do to your spouse, you are doing it to yourself. He said, do to others what you want them to do to you. So when you mistreat your wife, you are mistreating yourself. When you care for her, you are also caring for yourself. So it was just only going to be one seed that the man needed to plant, and that was himself. And how would he go about planting himself? He had to lay down himself. He had to lay down his life willingly and plant himself. Every farmer understands the value of the soil. The, the, what is most um, important in the hand of a farmer is a seed. And of course, the, the, the other value that the seed, every seed wants is the soil. So the farmer carries a seed and he needs a soil. Here was Adam carrying himself as a seed looking for a soil.
And so he had to plant himself in that soil for that seed to germinate. What was that soil that Adam planted himself? Did he succeed? Let's watch out for tomorrow's edition. Tomorrow I'm going to continue from here. Please, I want you to follow, because it's a series, I want you to follow it up with me. Let's see. I mean, Adam had the seed. The seed was himself. And he had to plant himself in the soil. So what soil? Did he do it? Did he succeed? How did he go about it? Hey friends, you are right here, ready for a great ride with me as we share deep knowledge about what marriage really is all about. Friends, you see I have the opportunity. You're hearing this audio for the first time or you've been hearing it and you're still wondering, I mean, should I see enroll for the marriage faculty? Please do. Because in the marriage faculty, we break down most of these things in very simple terms and you will really get to understand and enjoy it much more that you're able to have access to these divine mysteries of God. So please, the, the deadline is ending actually today but if you can still sneak in tomorrow morning you can still be allowed in because the lectures will start on the fourth and induction will begin on the third okay so you can actually you know still sneak in yourself on early morning on the third but the admission ends today so please get these if you invited your friends get them on board and if you're still interested get on board uh, follow this number I'm going to give to you or you know someone that know, um, have access to the uh, admission director, both the one in the UK and of course in Nigeria. Please just connect and be a part of that class. God bless you. Our WhatsApp number is plus 234-81071-26148. Please do connect with us and someone would reach out to you. God bless you. Let's continue from here tomorrow. It's a series. Today is just the first episode. And so we're going to have the second episode tomorrow. And it's going to be a, a, a graduation from where we stopped today. And it's going to be wow. Please invite friends. Share this audio. And let other people be blessed. God bless you. Let's do this again tomorrow. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day.